WFH with two guys. Now here's Benny and Dennis. All right, and welcome to our podcast here. Dennis, we uh, are privileged here to have Kayla and, you know, in the green room, if you will, we've been talking through a couple of different things, and this is a really exciting time. You know, as we record this, um, this is early July of 2021, and the climate as it sits right now, we are looking at starting to come back to normal. The world is starting to come back to normal. Obviously, we've had the last 15 months or so of just uh, COVID, and the big thing is it's affected work. And you know, we're honored to have Kayla with us today to talk a little bit about some of those things. And and so, Dennis, I thought what we could do is we just kind of like throw it over to Kayla, and just from a conversational standpoint, Kayla, you know, we're, as we emerge from COVID and everything is happens today how has work changed? You know, this is a big, big topic. This is a big, big thing, but a lot of people want to know as business owners, you know, what are my, ex- my expectations? What's going on today? So let me, you know, we'll let you kind of peel that one back. How has work changed today? <laughs> well, Vinny, it's great to spend some time with you guys today. Uh, that's such a big question, isn't it? How has work changed? Um, when, when you think it's July of 2021, and if we were to even go back 12 months, we were at a period of time where people weren't even allowed to leave their homes, mm-hmm. right? We were on this lockdown. And over the last 12 months, we have seen, we've seen that return. We know there are businesses out there that were deemed essential for, for many reasons, right? Whether that's in healthcare or they were a part of manufacturing cycle that was, were getting goods and services out to people, um, our utility workers. There were so many that we called essential that, that their, their work itself didn't change, but how they did it changed. Right. And then there were all these other businesses that weren't, weren't necessarily in those immediate lifelines, but they had to keep their doors open in some way. So when we look at where, we're July of 2021, everything has changed mm-hmm. in some to some degree, right? You know, I live in that culture space for businesses. There are, are wonderful minds out there that help companies look at their finances. There are great ones that look out there, look at their technology strategies, you know, i.e. the folks I'm talking to today, uh, <laughs> talking with today. There are great, you know, there are great minds out there that help companies look at their strategic planning. I live in that culture space, which is that intersection of what what's this business here to do? What what service product do we provide to our customers, but how do we do that best through our people? And that's culture, right? That that there's so many elements. And so if you were to think what has changed, the way we work has changed mm-hmm. dramatically. So COVID forced employees, employers rather, to figure out where where or how do we allow people to to take care of our customers but do it without the confines of being in one space right no one no one was in one room anymore or in one one location so everyone has gone hybrid mm-hmm. now that you know organizations you know restrictions have lifted companies are getting back to normal not all big business is still somewhat under some some level of lockdown right now even in July of 2021 um, I reside in Nashville, and I am right down the street from a global employer, um, and they they have many employees across the globe, but they still have not opened up their workspace. They're at 10% occupancy hmm. in July of 2021. Um, so it's, you know, everyone's not fully open today, 
but but the hybrid model is is very much there and there are perspectives from an employer side of what i think traditionally maybe what what how do we work and what does that look like and there are there are perceptions and needs from employees of how how do i do this well so hybrid is really i think flipped flipped the script in a lot of ways of how how do organizations sustain going forward Kayla so let's talk from let's start with the employer side because Mm -hmm. and then our next podcast we'll talk about the employee side um so let's talk from an employer hey I you know I've got these people um prior to COVID I had they came in every day you know Monday through Friday eight to five did their work now all of a sudden COVID comes along I figured out how to help them navigate through it sure but I'm ready to come back to something different and it's like wow what do I do now that's a, that's a great question. I, I saw some recent survey data that was really interesting to me that kind of presented, I think, what employers are struggling with a little bit on this because the data the data is a mixed bag, and I'll, I'll share that with you guys. This was from OWL Labs. It was, it was some, some research done with over 2,000 full-time workers across the United States um, who had worked with companies with more than 10 employees. Right, so that's kind of our, our set that we're looking at. And this was late 2020 research. Uh, and then the ages were 21 to 65, which I think is also important, right? So we're talking about all decades of age. And, and the question response came back this way. said, if after COVID-19, right, after all the lockdown stuff, and we're back to some form of normal, the respondents said, if they are no longer allowed, uh, the respondents are no longer allowed to work remotely. If that was the question, if that was the option, 66% said they would stay, but they would be less happy, right? If you make me come back and I don't have any other options right now, I would come, but I'm not going to be happy. And then here's what's interesting. 54% of those said, I'll stay in my role, but I'm much less willing to go the extra mile for you. Hmm. Which is huge. It's huge. So there's engagement, right? right. There's loyalty. And, and really, from, from a business owner's perspective, there went your competitive advantage, right? Because if I'm less likely, yeah, I'm looking. I'm absolutely looking. And then in this same research, and I'm sorry, this was a similar research set, but it was by WeWork, which is another agency, said 74% of workers across the country want and expect some form of remote work to become a standard, Hmm. right? So think in COVID land for, for many organizations, some have been virtual and remote for a long time, but, but for, for the majority, I believe of our companies that are out there, hybrid was new. Um, It's, 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 it's a new model, but now beyond this COVID introduced, Hey, this can work. So 74% are expecting it. So think about if, 74% 74% out there, that means where are the 26% that go, give me a place I can go to physically every day, right? It, it's a much smaller percentage. And now think about what does that do for my recruitment? What does that do for what it's like to work here? All those kinds of things. How do you onboard them? I mean, there's all kinds of challenges. All kinds. How do you keep me compliant if it's a training issue? How do you, how do you protect or, or, or sustain the culture? right, that we want our company to have. Now, I said that survey data has some mixed bag results in it. So here's what's interesting. So we said 74% are saying, I want some version of this. But 43% in that, 43% in that survey data fear that working remotely is going to hinder career progression. 
Let's talk right. about that. Let's, let, let's hit that let's one. Let's do. Sure. So if I'm a business owner, right, and, you know, Dennis and I had this conversation. I actually can speak to this. I used to work for a telecommunications company in Florida, and they were headquartered in Tampa. I lived in Orlando. It's about an hour and a half away. And I was the only remote employee, the only one. There was wow. a hundred. It was less than a hundred people. I think eighty people at the time. And this so, was back in the dark, dark ages. This is the dark ages, <laughs> way back in the nineties, right? Yeah. Um, when, when I purposely remember having to drive every week, twice a week. I didn't want to, but just to show my face, so the president could see me. You know, my manager could talk to me, and it actually hampered my productivity. Where where I actually, just because I was worried about career advancement, not being aware, not really being in the know, right? Sure. Uh, I noticed the camaraderie for the people who had been hired the same time I was. I was just not, you know, they were going out to get drinks after work. And, and here I was, this remote guy over in Orlando, hanging out with Mickey Mouse, right? And not doing anything for, to progress myself. And I felt really isolated. So as a business owner, those are things I'm thinking that, you know, you know, as an HR professional, you're probably having to help them navigate through, through some of those things, right? And I would think as, as things progress, there's potential lawsuits around that one building because if I'm a remote worker and I get passed over numerous times, you're, you're going to have to probably keep data to show that I've got a certain percent that get promoted internally and a certain percent remotely. Otherwise, if it's 80 or 90% internal, you probably have a problem building in the future that you didn't have to worry about prior to COVID. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and you hate, you hate to say that, right? That right. we live in a litigious world and, and fairness is important. Fairness and equity are really important. And so if you, if you go back to around just this career progression concern, um, I, I do think it's real. It, it can be very real is it's the psychology of human nature. Sure. Um, you know, Benny, you mentioned it. You've got coworkers that are, they're bonding. Mm -hmm. they, they physically see each other. And so that, that builds relationship. It builds, you know what, it's, it's familiarity. Mm -hmm. It's, it's those nuances that exist. And so in this space, I think leaders, business owners really have to be careful of not building two cultures right. inside their organization. So it's, it's what it feels like if you're in the office and it's what it feels like if you're not. Mm -hmm. And, and Dennis, that's a, to your that's, point, a great, that's a great point. Yeah. You're, you're spot on, right? I think it, you, companies are going to, are going to need to watch and monitor and think about what are the most important metrics that we are, we're really keeping an eye on because it's the right thing to do, right. but, but we, we want to make sure everybody's available and opportunity. Well, let's be honest, the economy at some point will slow down. Mm -hmm. And if it comes time to lay people off, be careful because it's going to be much easier psychologically to lay someone remotely off than it is that sits across the desk and walks in and I see every day. And, and again, you know, I, I encourage business owners, it's all about metrics and KPIs and holding people accountable with, with analytics and data. And don't worry about where they reside. Look at what type of work they do and do they get it done? And if you have that going forward, it's going to make life a lot easier for you and your team on that particular part of it in the future. Absolutely. So let's be honest, Dennis, about that. Let's hold, I want to hold the team accountable, right, of what needs to get done. Even in physical spaces where we work together, that's often a challenge for leaders. Exactly. Like how do, how do you do that well? So that ability to, to communicate in a way that says, this is, this is why we do what we do. 
get me, help me see how does my job impact the customer at the end of the day? What are the expectations for me? And how do you measure those, right? How are we measuring hmm. my deliverables? What does that look like? And how frequently are you talking to me as my leader about how I'm doing? Because the more of that we have, that, that creates that connection, right? It, can, it creates that, that conversation. It's kind of interesting. You go back to the human nature thing again, and we, we talk about really being mindful of not creating two cultures. Well, think about the human nature for a moment. Benny, you mentioned that element of visibility, right? You don't see me, so, so do you forget me, mm-hmm. right? right? And then if, if for that group of people that may be in the office together most of the time, there's a human nature element of, okay, I know Benny's probably working in his pajamas and he's doing so many other things throughout the day. Is he really, is he really doing his part? Right, yeah. And so that, that's a fairness element that that can that can creep in now the the beautiful thing i think in all of this that i think is is a positive for for our business owners is covid was a bonding experience for our country hmm. in some way which may sound kind of like a weird statement but we all experienced it yeah in some way now i, I heard this adage you know we're we're all we're all out on on this ocean but we're all in different boats Right. Your boat was different than mine mm-hmm. um, because my family's different. We live in a different part of the country and and all those things. Right. So but but covid bonded us in the sense of it was we got to figure this out. How do we take care of each other? How do we make sure, you know, if if you know, are you safe? Do you have what mm-hmm. you need? Do you have the tools and resources? Those things were are important. And that bonding element, we've leaders and, and I think business owners have to figure out. So now we're, we're beyond that scare. We've, we've actually, we're not the same company we were right. 12 months ago mm-hmm. right. or 18 months ago. So what do we do to redefine? And I think that's the other, don't create two cultures. That's number one. Number two, don't assume this copy and paste leadership style is going to work. Like the way, the way we got our teams connected the way we collaborated, the way the way that we looked at performance, right? Because our our environment has shifted. All those things, we've always needed to do that. You know, when we were all in the same building, we all needed to do that. Exactly. Right. So I think there's a danger for business owners to go, oh, well, great. You know, that that big threat of COVID is over and now we're all we're all working again with no mask or whatever it might be, that we just assume what we did before is going to work now. And, and like principles of leadership in my, in my humble opinion, do not change. Every employee needs to feel connected. Everybody wants to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. Everybody wants to, you know, I want to, I want to make a difference. Everybody wants to grow. Everybody wants to be included. None of that. COVID hasn't changed any of that. But how leaders create those environments has. And there's an article that was out in my, one of my HR magazines. um, And we've we've talked about this a little bit in just casual conversation, but there's a prediction of what this article called the great tsunami of turnover. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that's another element for business owners just to be mindful of. This is not touchy feely stuff. This is, this is a real decision point. It can be for an employee to say, is this where I want to be? Because I, I can talk to my, to a friend of mine that lives in a completely different state. They're in a hybrid space, just like me. 
They work remotely and their experience is way different than mine. Mm -hmm. Or Kayla, you and I both have families that have just recently graduated from college. And I know Mm -hmm. personally on mine, and I think you had the same experience. They truly looked at how much remoteness they were going to have. And they turned down jobs that were not going to provide as much remote work, maybe paid more, but that wasn't important to them. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the driver, right? The driver has shifted, not for all, but really being mindful of this younger employee set. And they are a huge percentage of our labor force, oh, yeah. you know, and, and, and it's, it's doable, it, but it, it means, it means some flexibility. It means we, we think about compensation differently. And as a, and as a business owner, your environment potentially expands now because now all of a sudden, instead of, you know, hiring people just in my community, if I truly have a good working environment for those that are remote, I can hire from anywhere in the world. Um, yeah. You yeah. know, and so rural America, all of a sudden, if they have internet, becomes very viable and low cost. And there are some states that don't have state sales tax or state income tax. There's all kinds of things that could benefit you as a business owner that in the before you never thought about. Absolutely. The other piece they have to think about too, now I've got them coming back in. Physically, you're going to have to make some changes in your environment. You can't put them possibly back in the same desk or the same cramped spaces because someone may have had COVID or has other challenges that they're apprehensive or concerned. And, you know, the plexiglass can only go so far, but it's like, okay, do I have to do things differently there? And Benny and I were joking. I mean, in my mind, handshaking is over. Mine, for me, it's either fist or elbow. I, I, because Personally, I didn't get sick at all. And I equate that to wearing a mask and not shaking people's hands. And mm-hmm. so culturally, as a company, you've got to think through all of those things. And you can't just come back as if it was spring or summer of 2019. It's radically changed. Things that you took for granted are going to have to change. And you're going to have to talk about all that stuff. And you know what? I read an article recently that I thought was interesting. It's in some ways, as as businesses come back, whatever that is, it's it's almost like we're we're a new company again. Like, right. don't assume. I, I, who knows? You know, you were my coworker, and we used to be cubicle beside each other in cubicles. Well, uh, if we stayed in touch, I may know about your your own experience. But your your life experience outside of of wearing the moniker of uh, you know, we work together. My personal experience could be way different than yours. Right. So just assuming, hey, we're back to your point. You know, the, the the plexiglass may be a real need for somebody that what that creates for them. So everybody's come back in different ways. And think too, not just COVID, think about what's what's occurred to to me other two big trends that employers have to be mindful of. And it and it's an element of just being relevant, being mindful of what's happening in the world around us. So absolutely hybrid has changed. I mean the other challenge we're gonna have too is I mean, many parts of the country schools went back, other parts didn't. I guarantee in the fall, as flu ramps up, there's going to be school systems that have to shut down or adjust. And again, as an employer, you're going to have to be mindful of that because all of a sudden the kids are going to are going to have to be home and mom or dad or someone's probably going to have to be there with them because the school system was their daycare. Absolutely. And so, so you got to you know be prepared for those types of things too as, as an employer. Let, let me ask you, Kayla, too, as well, you know, because I think you you said something that really kind of keyed on me here is that um, 
there has to be a tendency, I think that, well, this doesn't really apply in my company or our culture is different or, you know, you know, they really like being together. And so for my, in my thinking, if, if uh, business owners take that attitude and say, well, Hey, you know, that's great for you, big companies or for you, teeny companies, but for my company, everyone needs to be the way it was before. You know, we can't, that kind of thinking really, I, I, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but this really applies to all companies in some modification, some way your work culture has changed and you need to adapt. Is that, is that accurate? I would, from, from my perspective, yes, it, it has impacted every company. I don't, it doesn't matter what you do. Um, It doesn't matter what services you provide. Um, Our, the, our, our perspectives have shifted. Mm -hmm. And in factor in Dennis, you mentioned the element of, of these college graduates, you know, my son just graduated from one of my sons just graduated from college. His entire senior year was virtual at school. Um, he didn't have a spring break his senior year because that was a risk, mm-hmm. right, of, of, of kids, you know, what happens if you go away. So his, his perspective on safety, his perspective on, you know, boundaries and all those kinds of things has, has shifted. And, and that's, that's, a, that's an applicant pool. So for a business owner to say, that doesn't really impact me. Our, our team really does love to be together, et cetera, like you said. Then what, what does that mean for who are you going to attract? So there, there is an implication. And, and maybe that's a true statement, Benny, to what you said, where a business owner says, you know, the majority of our team really love to be together. Mm-hmm. What, about, what about maybe that really small percentage that doesn't? Are, are they free to say, I'm not really okay with this? Right. Do they feel comfortable to say that? And, and what, does, what does that mean for who are we recruiting? Who are we, who are we attracting to our organization? Um, you know, so there, there are elements. Now, I will be the first to say I, I, can, I, can, I do well in a virtual environment. My personality is wired to that in, in many ways. Um, I have my Granny Barrett's genes <laughs> in me. And so uh, I've been accused on more than one occasion, you know, Kayla, you'll talk to a wall, you know, and you'll make the wall talk back. Never, that's, that's not an issue for me. But there's no replacement for, for, for that human energy that happens when we're in the same room. There's no replacement for that. So what business owners, I think, are going to have to figure out is how do we create that and, and in a hybrid environment, maybe it's we're not together every day, but there are some days that we are. Right. And Dennis, to your point, if, we're, if we've opened up the door and we can recruit from all over the country, great. What are those periodic moments that we can be in the same space? Here's, here's my case in point. I work with a technology company. They're based here in Nashville. And they are in multi-states, multi-time zones. They always have been. Prior to COVID, they had management retreats. They had all employee retreats. And of course, COVID stopped all of that. Um, In COVID, they actually had an acquisition. They grew during COVID in the midst of all of this. And they went 12 months without leaders ever physically laying eyes on each other. And, And that's that's the nature, right, of ongoing for them because they are across the country. Two weeks ago, they had an all-management retreat, which meant that brought about 45 people together physically. Um, they made Nashville their 
their site, which was great. And, and I was in an online session with their managers the next week following that. And I said, tell me guys, what's happened in your, in your world since we were last together. And in the chat windows, you just, it just started blowing up that I, I actually, I got to see the, I got to see how tall one of my coworkers are. It sounds so silly. Um, we hung out, like we actually, we had a drink together and I got to see my, my peers, like, you know, in my, in my division, like my hub, and there was no replacement for that. It gave them the fuel that they needed, right? It was that infusion. Now this week they're back doing the virtual, right? But, but periodically the company has recognized we've, we've got to invest where we have the savings nine months out of the year, right? Of everybody being virtual, we give you the tools that you need. We're investing in very intentional moments when it makes sense to bring our team together. So mm -hmm. for their leaders, what I'm envisioning for them is probably once a quarter that they're saying, we've got to be in the same room because I want you to catch the energy of what it looks like. And let's talk honestly about the challenges, what's working well. Let's set the stage for the next quarter, what's working. So, so they're, they're redirecting their finances, right? Those are big moments when they bring them together. Um, and, it, and it's got all the feels, right? What do we do to really build that? But those meetings may be a little different than just a presentation. It's more about culture and team building and interaction. So it's not this get a big auditorium and they all sit in. They're not hearing keynotes. Exactly. Right? They're not hearing keynotes. They are, they're really digging in to priorities, vision, uh, wins, updates. It's, it's hanging out type of thing. So I think that that's a, that's a huge element. And every company, I do believe, can do that on some scale. And I think even teams. I mean, I, I mean, my son works for a large chicken restaurant company that we're all know, you know, and they're, you know, he's on a team of about, I think, seven or eight people. His boss has said, hey, twice a month on Tuesdays, that's when I'm going to be here. And if you want to come in, great. Mm -hmm. And I think they've all kind of said, hey, the leaders kind of set the tone and they all want to go in on that Tuesday. But the rest of the time, they're going to be able to work remotely. Well, they know when they're together on those Tuesdays, those are real productive about interaction, getting to know each other, sharing culture, all that kind of stuff. It's not the old days where they showed up and sat at their desk and then kind of wandered around. Radically different environment from where they used to be. It, re it causes a rethinking for the leader, right? right. You're in they're intentional. I love that, what you're speaking of your son's company. They're being very intentional of how do we create those connection moments and the leaders taking the initiative. Correct. And this is, this is, these type of changes, Kayla, that, that Dennis is talking about and the environment that you were talking about with the technology company that you work with, these are not just a temporary change, right? These are the way things are going to be going forward, right? Absolutely. And 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 the more that, you know, it's funny, I, I was talking to a business owner, he's a little older guy, and, and he had mentioned that this, this darn COVID kind of affected all this stuff. And, and tell me, what's your thought? I mean, there are some people who think that what what COVID did in terms of changing our workplace culture, it accelerated a lot of this stuff. But this was an inevitable, inevitable to happen, that we are a global economy. We don't have people that only are in our town that work for our company anymore. That some of this stuff is really was is going to be coming. Maybe it was going to take 10 or 20 years, but it was coming. And COVID just kind of brought that faster. What do you think about that? I think there is some truth to that. I think it, it, it became you know, this great disruptor, it forces, it forced some acceleration mm. on some things that were, were probably in, in the works and it forced companies that it might've taken much, much longer 
mm-hmm. for that reality to have happened, it, it sped them up more so than, than maybe, you know, what we might call a, a progressive company that's very much looking at technology trends and, and efficiencies and those kinds of things. Companies, companies that, that, that maybe because of maybe their service or because of the, the history of their company or, or whatever it might be, you know, they, they were always local, right? They were always a, a small, a small employer. It's, it's forced them to rethink that because they've, they've, they've had to in the, in the world around them. I do think there are a couple of other things that, that, that kind of bubble into this. That's going to be important for employers to think about too. And, and just this whole hybrid element, Dennis, you mentioned, be mindful because this could be a breeding ground for lawsuits. If we're, if we're not mindful of that, Mm -hmm. you know, that landscape, that umbrella is always there, right? Um, Employment law impacts every business owner, maybe in different ways, depending on the size of the company, right? Different laws apply to people based on the number of employees that you have. But federally, what, what I'm, what's going to be interesting to see unfold is, you know, employee rights. Um, My, you know, where, where, where my choices are and, and what is that going to look like? And, and specifically, if we link it to COVID, you know, what about mass continue, continuations of, max, of uh, mask mandates in some areas right. or uh, vaccines, vaccine mandates and things? So there, there's already some cases um, that are, are beginning to bubble up in the courts of, you know, employees that have been fired because they, they did not get a vaccine or there, there, there's some there's some legal elements I think we're going to have to flesh out and see what that looks like. Um, socially, we're looking at there's been an upsurge in mental health, um, the equality rights, you know, when we start, whether that's you name it, right, religious freedom, LGBTQ, all those things. Um, employers have to have a mind on that now. We've, we had a lot of discussion here. You know, we've gone for about 30 minutes. Um, as an employer, there's a lot to this. Mm-hmm. The big thing, you know, I hear from Kayla is it's about culture. Yeah. It's about people. doesn't matter if they're remote or in person. It's using good people skills. It's communication. It's accountability. It's follow through. If you were struggling as a business owner or manager before COVID, it's just going to get tougher. Yep. Um, <laughs> And so it says, hey, these are where you need to probably look for people to guide, help, coach, encourage you, provide those types of things as you move forward. Because otherwise, your employees are going to leave you and you're going to have tons and tons of turnover, which we all know turnover is very costly. And Dennis, you know what I would say to that? There are resources out there. I, you know, for, for a business owner, this could be a big, this, is, this can be overwhelming or debilitating to a degree to go, but that's, I'm not wired that way. Or that has, I've, I've been doing this for, for 30 years and this is a lot to take in. The encouragement I would say is there are tools and resources out there to help navigate that. That t- just to start with an honest assessment, right, of, it's okay. And I think it's so needed to say, okay, I'm struggling with this. What do I do? Where do I even start? Or I have no idea where my employees are on this right now and, or where my leaders are right now on this. There, there are ways to tackle this and, and to do it in a way that still holds true to who your company is and holds true to what your culture is. Um, So that, that's the, that's the hope to me in it, which I think is really important. So Kayla, uh, speaking of resources, and I think that's a it's a great place there for us to you know we could talk on this for probably hours if we if we were given that opportunity for the people who are out there listening. How can um, how can people get a hold of you, Kayla? 
Absolutely. Um, we love this space. It sounds crazy. Um, but our company is Organization Impact. Um, not organizational, but Organization Impact. And you can reach me at Kayla at organizationimpact.com and we could start the dialogue and we've got a lot of great tools and resources for companies dealing with just this very thing right now. Fantastic. Well, Kayla, thank you so much. Absolutely. Great. Just a treat to be with you guys today. Thank you. Same here on this side too, as well. Thank you so much, Kayla. And for the next time, we'll see you guys on the next podcast. You've been listening to WFH with two guys. We'll see you next time.